Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. We have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Adore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. For the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, thy faithful people, pardon and peace. They may be cleansed from all of their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open now our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 90. Lord, thou hast been our refuge from one generation to another. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever the earth and the world were made, thou art God from everlasting and world without end. Thou turnest man to destruction. Again thou sayest, Come again, ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. As soon as thou scatterest them, they are even as asleep and fade away suddenly like the grass. In the morning it is green and groweth up, but in the evening it is cut down, dried up, and withered. For we consume away in thy displeasure, and are afraid at thy wrathful indignation. Thou hast set our misdeeds before thee, and our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For when thou art angry, all our days are gone. We bring our years to an end as it were a tale that is told. The days of our age are threescore and ten, and though men be so strong that they may come to fourscore years, yet is their strength, but then but labor and sorrow, so soon passeth, passeth it away, and we are gone. But who regardeth the power of thy wrath, or feareth aright thy indignation? So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Turn thee again, O Lord, at the last, and be gracious unto thy servants. O satisfy us with thy mercy, and that soon, so shall we rejoice and be glad all the days of our life. Comfort us again now after the time that thou hast plagued us, and for the years wherein we have suffered adversity. Show thy servants thy work, and their children thy glory. And the glorious majesty of the Lord our God be upon us. 
Prosper thou the work of our hands upon us. O prosper thou our handiwork. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, it is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the forty-eighth chapter of Isaiah. Listen to me, O Jacob, and Israel, whom I called. I am he, I am the first, I am the last. No hand lay, my hand laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand spread out the heavens when I called to them. They stand forth together. Assemble all of you and listen. Who among them has declared these things? The Lord loves him. He shall perform his purpose in Babylon, and his arm shall be against the Chaldeans. I, even I, have spoken and called him. I have brought him, and he will prosper in his way. Draw near to me and hear this. From the beginning I have not spoken in, sec I have not spoken in secret. From the time it came to be, I have been there. And now the Lord God has sent me and his spirit. Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. Oh, that you had paid attention to my commandments. Then your peace would I have been like a river, and your righteousness like the waves of a sea. Your offspring would have been like the sand, and your descendants like its grains. Their name would never be cut off or destroyed from before me. Go out from Babylon, flee from Chaldea. Declare this with a short shout, proclaim it. Send it out to the end of the earth, says the Lord who redeemed his servant Jacob. They did not thirst when he led them through the desert. He made water flow for, the, for them from the rock. He split the rock and water gushed out. Here ended the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts, he hath put down the mighty from their seat hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath opened his servant Israel. He promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. It begins the second chapter of Ephesians. And you have made alive, and you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, 
fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show his exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For, great, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Here ended the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Be a light to lighten the Gentiles. Be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who showest to them that are in error the light of thy truth, the intent that they may return into the way of righteousness, grant unto all those who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion, that they may avoid those things that are contrary to their profession, and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same. Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord. And by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, welcome. A couple of uh, quick thoughts on tonight's lessons. The Isaiah lesson from Isaiah 48. Um, 
talks about uh, God is talking to Israel, and he begins the passage by, by saying, I am the first and also the last. And we get a reference from this in, in Revelation, where Jesus declares himself the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And this is a, a display of the, the power of, of God, because he says this, and then he begins to say how he laid the foundation of the world, how he stretched out the heavens. He's the ultimate creator. He's the first mover of the creation, but he's also the last. All of history uh, points to him. The, the close of history um, is in the second coming of Christ. And, and so all things begin and end with God. And it's, 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 you know, one of the things that Israel stumbled with is they recognize that, you know, God was the beginning. God um, chose them. God rescued them from, from Egypt. And they were then called to be, you know, living in the promised land, living in that deliverance for a season of time. Um, and, and not to forget that, that God is still with them or that, you know, God has an ultimate purpose for the nation. And we can look at that in our, in our own lives as we go through Easter. We've just had this uh, great joyous um, celebration where Jesus is raised from the dead. And we, you know, we are going through the celebration of that. And what, what, what comes next is the long Trinity season of us just, you know, living in the reality of the resurrection. And it's easy to kind of get sidetracked here and there about our daily lives and, and forget, you know, that Jesus, um, you know, G Jesus is, um, you know, he brought us to this point and he wants us to be in this point and still remain faithful to him. Um, and he has an ultimate goal for our lives and an ultimate trajectory that, that we are to be on. And it's easy to lose sight of that trajectory, especially in the seasons where uh, we're just supposed to sit and we're supposed to wait and we're supposed to live in the reality of our um, salvation. Israel did not do that. Israel left. They became idolatrous and they um, forgot God. They, they, they no longer kept their eyes fixed on God. And idolatry was introduced into the nation and to such a degree that there was no really coming back from it, that, that God needed to do something with Israel to get them out to break this idolatrous habit that they were in. And so he um, allowed uh, them to be conquered uh, by the Chaldeans and brought to Babylon. And so we, we have a lot of references to the Chaldeans in, in this particular passage. And the Chaldeans were the group of people who um, inhabited the geographical region around Babylon. And, and so when they talk about the Chaldeans, uh, those were the people, some of which lived in Babylon and were Babylonians, but um, this was the, the people that conquered Israel. And so uh, God allowed them to also do what they do, and, and that is conquer uh, the world and bring Israel into exile. And so this is, this is an interesting 
kind of thing that's happening here. Yes, uh, you know, the Chaldeans decided to, to do this, and yes, they had the allowance and permission of God to do it, and and um, but they still struck God's chosen people, and um, there's a certain weight that comes with that, even though God allows you to do it, and even though this is part of God's ultimate plan, uh, you still don't want to be the group of people that strikes God's chosen people. Uh, you can make a similar case with Judas that, you know, although, uh, you know, this is what was needed to start the whole crucifixion process, um, God allowed Judas to do what he did. You still don't want to be Judas. Um, and so what this shows is that God will take uh, the bad things that happen in the world and he will redeem them and work them for good. And so the, the ultimate thing that happened with the Chaldeans was that they got God's chosen people to be living in Babylon with them, alongside them. And this was a blessing to Babylon. And the book of Daniel is filled with instances where uh, the remnant, the faithful people of Israel are doing God's will inside of this foreign um, hostile uh, nation. And so, so, so God is giving, you know, the Babylonians, the Chaldeans, a, a chance to see him. Um, and we have King Nebuchadnezzar who makes a good confession that, um, that the God of Israel is the true God. We have um, the, the instance where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are uh, saved from the fiery furnace and, and God's power is on display there. You see Daniel is, is witnessed by uh, the others, uh, not overtly, not overtly trying to show his life of prayer, but people see um, his life of prayer and, and the prayerful man that he is, and he's saved by uh, the lions, uh, those of the lions den. And we also know that the people that came to see Jesus knew about the star. They knew about these prophecies from the Old Testament. Um, and yes, it's, it's very likely that um, they learned about the star and the significance of this, this, you know, the star of Bethlehem through the Babylonian exile, that there were the remnant that were in Babylon. And, you know, it, and so the Babylonians, the Chaldeans had a chance to become part of Israel in that sense. And, and who knows if some of these people were actually part of the remnant that made it back to Israel to become, to, to rebuild Jerusalem later on. Um, and so God, you know, blesses those who are around his chosen people. And that's what we are. We are the church. We are God's chosen people. Um, who are in this world um, and we interact with people who may be hostile to God's word or, or um, and, and it, it seems like our culture is becoming more and more foreign from that of a Christian uh, culture based off Christian ideals and values. And, and so, um, you know, what we are is we're of that light. We are going to live um, differently than others and, and people you know, may not overtly see, but but may witness our life of prayer, may may witness what God is doing in our lives, and and who knows how many of those people would be drawn into the church as as God's remnant.
going to the, the Ephesians chapter here, Ephesians 2, we get the famous verse that um, for grace you have been saved through faith. Um, so you're saved through faith by grace. And, and this verse, I think, um, can be easily misinterpreted. And I think the context around the verse is important. Um, St. Paul talks about in the beginning of chapter 2 how we were depraved, like we were not doing good things. We were in our sin. We were, um, and he lists a bunch of things, like we were, um, we conducted ourselves to the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Um, we were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. And so uh, we're in this position where, of course, we are not able to actually earn any kind of salvation. Um, that's a preposterous idea. How can we, who are sinful, um, ever reach the heights of God unless God comes down and brings us up to his level, which is what happened when God came down to heaven, uh, came down from heaven as, as a human and suffered death on the cross. He was able to take our humanity and then uh, redeem it and lift it up. And, and, and we are lifted up with him through baptism. And that's by grace. Um, so, so the first part is uh, that there is nothing that we could do works wise to earn our salvation. It is entirely through our faith that Jesus is Lord, that, that we are able to partake in his resurrection. And, and the faithfulness part's important. It, is, it means that we're dedicated to um, God through our faith. Like we believe in the good and in the bad that God's going to do what he says he, he's going to do. And the second part of it is, therefore, we will have uh, works that are, uh, that, that bear fruit um, and that, that we're going to live a life that um, is in accordance with the new life we have with Jesus, which means we are dedicated to our life of prayer. We are dedicated to serving God in church. We're constantly seeking God. And, and although we may slip up and we may fall and we may stumble, you know, our faith provides us with the perseverance to continue on. And so um, the, the other way of misinterpreting this verse is that, okay, now I'm saved, I don't need to do anything anymore. And, and that's not true. Um, our proper response to the salvation we have is a thankfulness and to do the good works that, that Jesus has prepared for us to walk in. And that, um, and that the good works are a sign of the life that is within us through faith. And, um, and you really can't have the one without the other. Um, but because we're saved by grace through faith, we're allowed to mess up. We're allowed to stumble. Anyone is allowed to, um, to, to join the church. And um, everyone has the ability to be saved. But it also doesn't get us off the hook from trying to live a life 
that is in uh, aligned with the new life that we have in Jesus. Just a couple of thoughts on tonight's lessons. Uh, since it is Wednesday evening, we will continue with the Litany for the Church and Evangelism. You can find that by clicking in the chat bar on the right and um, following along by reading the italicized verses aloud. We offer the litany for the church and evangelism this evening to the glory of God, that God would be with all the prayers and intentions of those who are present. We ask that God would open up new doors of mission and ministry within our diocese and the communities our diocese is working with. O God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth, have mercy upon us. O God, the Son, redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us. O God, the Holy Ghost, sanctifier of the faithful, have mercy upon us. Holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, one God. Have mercy upon us. These sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, that may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That may please thee to, so to rule the hearts of thy servants, the President of the United States, Governor of this state and all in authority, that they may above all things seek thy honor and glory. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons with true knowledge and understanding of thy word, and that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That may please thee to send forth laborers into thy harvest. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace, to hear meekly thy word and to receive it with pure affection, and bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please you to comfort and relieve all those for any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. Be them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. They may please to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us true repentance, to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to endue us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit, to amend our lives according to thy holy word. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please you to have mercy on the faithful departed, granting them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God. And it may please you to fill us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the work and ministry and the building up of the body of Christ. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give us power through the Holy Spirit, be thy witnesses and word indeed in our homes, work, and leisure. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to convert hearts through our ministry and add continually to our number those who are being saved. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to bless our ministry of word and sacrament, opening minds to understand the scriptures and making thyself known in the breaking of the bread. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to make us ready always to give an answer to anyone who asks the reason for the hope that is within us. 
We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please you to put it into our hearts to seek out and find thy lost sheep and bring them back into thy fold. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please you to fill us with such love for one another, that all may perceive in our midst the presence of Christ and be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, who didst endue thy church with power from on high on the day of Pentecost, brought thy Holy Spirit upon this diocese and the communities our diocese is working with, and grant unto us all things that are needful for our spiritual welfare, enlighten and guide our clergy and lay workers, strengthen and increase the faithful, visit and relieve the sick, turn and soften the wicked, rouse the negligent and careless, recover the fallen, restore the penitent, remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth, bring all to be of one heart and mind within the fold of thy holy church, the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Barb, for reading and responding. Thank you all for being here tonight. Hope you have a wonderful Wednesday evening. Thank you, Deacon Andrew. Have a good night, everybody.